In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this is a series in cooperation with the Cinda Academy, which brings thought leadership and thought and leaders from around the world together. And you can learn about the Cinda Academy by going to www.cinda.org. Now, this show has listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what this is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. We bring you thought leadership from the U.S., from Europe, from Asia, and from South America. And in this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Listen to it live on 3 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday or go to Cinda Academy where you have these podcasts as well as some fantastic webinars. Now, please connect to me. Send me a mail at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Tell me what you want to hear about. We'd love to hear from you. If you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we'll make sure you take away something useful for your business or yourself. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. Um, We're all finding ourselves in a crisis situation today, and we're all finding ourselves locked down. And as executives, and especially female executives, you know, it's hard enough for us to balance work, home, family, children, everything. It's hard of us in normal times to balance that. And now we're in extreme times. And we're going to talk with two executives today about how they are managing their selves, their work, and their families during this crisis situation. And our first guest is Louise Lachman, and she is the CEO and co-founder of Mono Solutions, a Danish-based company with offices in the U.S., and they are part of the German Bauer Media Group. Mono Solution delivers the ultimate white-label web site builder, and a suite of digital products for serving small businesses at scale and helping these businesses drive towards success. Louise has worked in strategy and digital media since the early days of the internet. She is a member of the committee for the Danish Foundation for Entrepreneurship, and prior to founding Mono, Louise was MD of Tribal DDB, a world-leading digital agency. She holds a master's degree in international law and a diploma in international advertising. And before working with digital media, she also worked at E&Y in Tel Aviv, advertising and helping tech startups. And 
Louise is a mother, and she has two children, a 14-year-old girl, Luca, and Louis, a 12-year-old boy. So she's balancing the CEO, family, and everything else remotely. And our second guest is Stephanie Verlach-Mazan. And she is the European Legislative Director for CINDA, the Digital Marketing and Search Association of Europe. She has worked in the European Parliament at the Secretary of Service of the EPP and was rewarded the Franzuses van Dijen Prize for her work on the EU opening to Visegrad countries. Stephanie is the owner of S. WM Consultant, which provides unique public affairs services intertwined with event management and with a specific focus on the data industry. And Stephanie is a mother of three, and she has Daphne, nine, even 15, and Taitwan, 14. So ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kimberly. It's good to be back. (laughs) <laughs> so um, let's start. Uh, first, Louise, I'll start with you. How, how, how are you handling this whole situation? Well, I think that's the million dollar question that we are all trying to cope with right now. I think no one had really imagined that we could end up in a global crisis like the one we are in right now. And, um, and to be honest, I still find it quite difficult to grasp the implication of what it will mean to us both from a private and a business perspectives and also what it will mean for us going forward, how will it change the way we are together as people and all of this. And at the same time, also trying to make your you know, home life uh, working with having to stay in the house and the kids at home and the husband as well. So uh, I think it's definitely uh, a super challenge. And I know I'm not just talking for myself, but for all the parents in my company, that this is probably the most difficult task they've had to do for a very long time. I, I think that a lot of people will be looking forward to going back. Um, so, but I think, you know, uh, in my family specifically, uh, my kids are really used to uh, seeing me working from home. That's the only mom they know. Uh, I've you know, worked in Mono and I founded the company when my kids were really small. So uh, they know uh, when mom is walking, then they shouldn't disturb her. Um, and my kids are also uh, quite old. So um, you mentioned Louise, 12. Luca, she actually turned 15 since we talked the last time. So she's a teenager. Oh. And uh, I think uh, probably uh, telling her that she's... Uh, not supposed to see her friends and stay indoors, probably the most difficult thing you can tell the teenager because that's kind of just ruining their life. Um, so I don't think that um, if I do compare myself with some of the, the employees that have small kids, then I think that's a different challenge with the bigger kids. Uh, they need you, uh, but they also need to to talk to you about what's going on in the world and, and really also understand what, what is it that's going on and what does it mean to them and, and relate to their world. But from a day-to-day uh uh, I would say, I'm in a, in, in, it's, I don't know if it's a lucky position, it's just my, my, my life has always been super busy. I've always been working with my kids around, so they're kind of used to seeing me uh, on the phone, in teams, having meetings and all that. And, uh, and they know when I'm there for them, I'm there to help them with the homework, but they're also quite independent. Um, and I know, Kimberly, we had a session uh, another time where we did discuss about the model we have in Denmark and for many reasons, I think it also creates independent kids so they can cook themselves if they're hungry and they know how to read, you know, online uh, where get access to the school material they have to do and all of that. Yeah. And and so you've been doing, as you said, you you are a CEO of a startup and, and you've been running your company for a long time. So they're and they're a little bit older now, so they're used to it. Um, Stephanie, you, yours are a little bit younger and you've got three at home. Um, how, how do you organize the work and getting the kiddies to get their homework done? 
simple yeah, things like so, that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the the, the master uh, word that you just had is organization. And uh, I'm like you, Louise. I mean, they've been, they've been used to seeing mom work from home and from a remote and from, you know, different times that are not set in stone. So this doesn't change. But what's changing now is that you have to organize yourself. You have to share the space. You have to sometimes share the internet connection or, you know, the handles and stuff like that. And if you have the teacher calling for the nine-year-old at the same time that you have a business meeting in teams or, you know, you have to, so you have to pretty much uh, organize not only your schedule and your schedule difference between uh, between business and family, but also uh, the the other uh, people <laughs> schedules and, uh, and take, take into account that we have been used to working remote and working from home and, you know, balancing that for a long time. But some people are just coming in, you know, because they're forced to do that. And uh, it's taking a little bit more adaptation for sometimes some some uh, some teachers or other parents or you and you can help them. So Definitely. I think, you know, organization is really key and you need to have schedules. So. This is what we've done for a week because we have we are in complete lockdown now in France for a week. Uh, so yeah, I, I just put up some schedules with colors and you know and you can shift and you know that uh, you can't disturb uh, anybody at this time. But what's also important is to not only to uh, to organize you know the business uh, part, but also the kind of private part, and uh, to keep some breaks, to keep some respiration, to keep some. Uh, yeah, free time and uh, and also uh, because uh, I, I'm like you, uh, Louise. I have uh, two teenage boys. You need to give them some space where uh, parents are not on their back every time because otherwise <laughs> it gets very, <laughs> very so, difficult. <laughs> uh, I, actually, I was gonna I was gonna ask that because Louise, I know um, I I think it's your your bull. Um, is a really incredible snowboarder and um, if I'm getting that correct because I remember seeing some videos and now we got these teenagers and we got them at home um, how how are you balancing with the children to get them out in the air you know lock, France is in lockdown um, I'm in Germany right now I live in a remote area so it's not so bad but this area is going to come down lockdown how do you how do you keep them going and get them outside or can you not get them outside right now yeah, you're touching on a very delicate subject here because my son actually qualified for the finals of Burton, which was supposed to take place in uh, Pennsylvania next week. And obviously it's been cancelled. So uh, that's quite a big bummer. He was supposed to be participating in France in the, in the championships as well. Mm -hmm. So that's very depressing. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, one of the things that is where they feel it themselves, the kids also, what does it really mean? What critical situation we're in, where he practices normally, um, Copenhagen, which is an artificial hill in uh, outside of Copenhagen. It's been locked down as well. So uh, that is uh, very depressing. And he's a very physical kid. Well, remember, Kimberly, um, yeah. my, hus my husband actually put together uh, uh, like a boot camp program so every morning when they wake up they have these exercises they attend to and just to keep him active but it is that's a challenge and I think um, from my perspective that's what I fear the most that we would have situations like I know you have in France uh, um, Stephanie that, that right now you can only go out if you have a piece of paper with you and you have to document that you have you know things to do um, right now we can still go for a ride on the bicycle we can still go for a run we can still um, be outside and do physical activities um, I spend 
spent last weekend in our uh, cottage uh, outside in the countryside and we could uh, go out for walks and runs and get some physical exercise, yeah. which I actually think is super important uh, for us to keep sane in the long run. I mean, we talk about practicalities and I will say uh, I, I agree with you a lot. Um, around organization, um, the way I've organized it, especially with my youngest one, the oldest one, I don't need to help her with her homework, but he does a list every morning and, and I focus more of helping him to understand the tasks, but I don't actually sit and do the things with him. Uh, but that's also just against my principle of raising kids. I think, you know, there are way too many parents, which we have a terminology for that in Denmark called curling parents, but you know, these helicopter parents that do it too much for their kids and I can see a lot of people posting on Facebook almost I'm like are you also chewing that cake you just baked for you again so I do from from my perspective I'm also a little bit pragmatic and you know if they if they don't get to do all the homework they will survive for some weeks of course if this is going to uh, go on for a month then I think we will be having a critical situation, but I don't necessarily just think for uh, uh, just uh, the organizational or the um, the practical point of view, but just from a mental perspective, we actually, as we're speaking right now, we're hosting a Friday bar tomorrow, so a virtual <laughs> Friday bar. So all the company has has just joined in. I was just listening to what the people were talking about, and David, my co-founder, said that uh, he had to go to the summer house, and he took the kids with him, and the wife is in the apartment. They're both working, but that's one strategy, as he said, for us not to get divorced. And uh, how do you think <laughs> that, that you know everyone is trying to do their best? And also, as you said, Kimberly, the ones with smaller kids. I know Magnus, who's our head of development, what he's done with his wife is they split up the day so he works in the morning um, and communicated that to everyone in the office and then she works in the afternoon and then they both work at home but it is difficult the small kids they just don't understand that you know you can't attend to them like normally when you're home yeah yeah that's true that's a that's a big thing because if you have really little tiny kids you know usually you you go to work and then you come home and that's their time and now you're there all the time and they think it's their time all the time that's a good point i'd like to come back to that and i'd like to talk a little bit about more about you know how a little bit about this organization and how you're getting up and 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 what you're doing in the morning and how you, how you're organizing your families but we're going to take a a real quick break first and for our listeners uh we are listening to Louise Lachman and Stephanie Veliak Mazan and Louise is a CEO and co-founder of Mono Solutions, a Danish-based company with offices in the U.S. and they are part of the German Bauer Media Group. And Mono Solutions delivers ultimate white-label website builders and a suite of digital projects serving small businesses at scale and helping small businesses be successful. You can reach out to Louise on Louise Lachman, and that's two ends on LinkedIn. And for Mono, go to www.monosolutions.com. Mono Solutions is also on Twitter. And Mono Solutions is also on LinkedIn with Mono-Solutions. And Stephanie is the European Legislative Director for Cinda and owner of SWM Consult. And for Stephanie, you can reach out to her at Stephanie at Cinda.com. She's under Twitter under Steph. Veliak, and I'll spell that, that is V-E-R-I-L-H-A-C, and also on LinkedIn, and also under, under uh, with her website under swmconsult.com. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can reach out to me with comments and questions at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com, 
or under info at cinda.com. And as I said earlier, this broadcast is brought to you by the Cinda Academy. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. We hold, Cinda holds conferences in Europe and the Cinda Academy is also available 24 hours a day under cinda.academy. And Louise and Stephanie are also going to be doing a webinar this coming Tuesday, March 24th at 2 p.m. And you can sign up for the webinar under Cinda Academy. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey, Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcasts. Try it now. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's Business Channel. And today we are speaking with Louise Lachman. She's the CEO and co-founder of Mono Solutions, a Danish-based company which uh, with offices in the U.S. And they are part of the German Bauer Media Group. And Mono delivers white-label website builders and a suite of digital products for serving small businesses at scale and helping small businesses be successful. And we're talking with Stephanie Feriak Mazan, and she is a European legislative director at Cinda and the owner of SW, SVM Consult. And um, ladies, before we've been just talking about um, executives, all of us as executives and CEOs and and mothers and trying to organize this whole thing. And I want to I want to come back. Um, I want to focus a little bit on the actual work part also. And Stephanie, uh, in a conversation I had with you a while ago, you said how important it is like to get up out of bed in the morning and act like you're going to work. I mean, don't walk around with your bathrobe all day, okay? Um, so how, you know, what, what kind of habits have you put, your, you know, put in place for you and your family? You know, do they get up, they you know, get dressed like they're going to school? What do you do with them? Yeah, I mean, I think from the very beginning, we just, uh, everybody saw that it's super important to keep a business-like routine and just avoid, you know, sitting in your pajamas, in the couch uh, for the whole day and uh, trying to postpone everything until uh, you really have to do that. Uh, I'm not, you know, I, I'm a morning person anyway. So I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't uh, keep uh, stay in bed for for the whole morning. And but I think it's super important to have some routine in place. And also uh, in current times where you know you're you're not you're not seeing anybody, but it doesn't mean that uh, you don't need to take care of yourself. You know, and dress up if you want to dress up. Dress up if you want to put makeup on. Put makeup on 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 because just pretend that uh, you're you're gonna 
go to work and meet some people and even if you're not physically meeting them you can still see them uh, on the hangs on hangouts on teams you know you have your uh, webcam on and uh, and they sing and it's super important to uh, uh, yeah to to take care of yourself also uh, in this uh, in the with the physical appearance with the with the dressing up with the keep your uh, breakfast times you know don't postpone and for the kids too to make them you know what we've uh, established at home is that uh, the boys because they're older they have some uh, preset uh, school uh, times so you know if they're supposed to have a math course at eight uh, then they just start their work at eight because uh, we don't know how long this is going to last and uh, it's okay to uh, you know to uh, to take some uh, some leisure time if uh, this is just for a short period but if this is going to last for long uh, I think it helps them also to have a structure in place so uh, we, we have that kind of routine uh, in place and I must say it's work it's working quite well also because they are more concentrated and productive in the morning and uh, and then you can set up your day your uh, organization and so on Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And Louise, I mean, but but you have a company and you have offices all over the world. I mean, you have offices in, in the United States and and you're in Denmark and you're part of the, the, the German group. Um, how are you actually organizing your day with this? Well, from a company perspective, there's no doubt that, I mean, we are very well suited to be able to work remote. Um, And actually, we decided to close down the office even before we uh, were asked to do so by the authorities. And we said, okay, let's just test also our business continuity plan. And I was impressed and pleasantly surprised that like the next morning, everyone was just working from home and, you know, it, it seemed like a very natural transition. Um, and of course, we also need to be able to support it because not only do we have offices in Lisbon and in Denver and in Copenhagen, working also with the Hamburg team, our sister company in Poland, but also the partners we work with are in uh, 35 different uh, uh, countries and uh, in different time zones. So it's a very natural part of uh, our business. However, there's a very big change um, in your normal life. I think also to what Stephanie was talking about, that you know, you're used to going to the office, meeting with colleagues and having also the social interaction. So being isolated, um, there are definitely ways that, uh, that can help you go through uh, this uh, corona prison that we're all sitting in right now. And uh, I would say that uh, our team has been very proactive in sharing the best practices uh, for working from home. Um, in fact, we actually uh, we put together blog posts that we're sharing with our partners as well and for everyone to have a look at with some of the things that we find is working for us. Um, as a manager, I would say that the three most important things are communication, communication, and communication, <laughs> right? Because we need to really, uh, and now that people can't see you and can't talk to you easily or maybe follow the daily routines in the company. Um, That's super important. And uh, I know we're doing a podcast here, but one of the things that we have uh, actually always done, but now we're very strict, is that we always do all our team meetings with a video. Um, And that way, you know, you can see people's uh, facial expressions and their gestures and get a much better uh, uh, picture. And then one of the things that I think I realized uh, uh, is something that maybe you would think that working from home, people would just relax it down back and just do nothing. I actually experienced quite the contrary because we have super dedicated and, and people who are, you know, taking their job very seriously. And some of the feedback or some of the concerns or questions we got is like, how do my colleagues actually know that I'm working? 
you know, uh-huh. and, uh, and and that can put a pressure on you and make you stress out. And we try to really communicate and let everyone know that, first of all, we have a lot of trust and it's also built into the Danish model uh, of how we work as a company. But also uh, we're helping people to, uh, you know, be able to communicate their status. So we use Slack as an internal communication tool and we created some... Um, uh, statuses specifically for this uh, situation like if you're eating lunch you can it's okay put you eating lunch and I would say especially the families with the smaller kids it's super difficult right they need breaks they can't just sit and entertain themselves forever so we also really make sure to communicate to to everyone the parents and the company that it's perfectly fine to go for a walk if you need it during the day we're all doing our best right now under this situation and I actually think and now I'm also speaking for myself that oh my god we're all working even more crazy than we were before so I think uh and then I think, you know, that being flexible and understanding and all that, I think is, is super important uh, for us to remember uh, also as leaders uh, to support going forward for how long we have to be in a situation like this. Yeah. No, I think that's a, that's a great idea. And what you said, what, what you said what was really important. I want to come back at the in the last segment. I want to talk a little bit about um, the best practices that you're seeing, Louise. Um, but I, for now, I have another question for you because because you're you're both managing this and you both have very successful partners okay and um and so now you have two people who are at executive levels at home and the children um steph uh, how are you kind of dividing that up with your partner with the work at home yeah so i mean it's uh, it's really depending also on the on the status of uh, your partner job and so on one of the key uh, issues is uh, is a question of space and uh, i i think you know it's uh, it's uh, good if you have enough space and you can secure uh, some space where you can do your own you know meetings and teams and so on and my husband can do his and then the kids can do also their chat and everything because if you're all sitting in the same room one day or another, you're going to have side noise. You can you can't do anything. So this is one first thing: is uh, if you're if you're lucky enough to have some space, that's good. But uh, we have to remember that for some people, it's very challenging and. And I have some uh, some friends and uh, and acquaintances in Paris, for example, living in very small apartments, and this is getting an issue at the moment because uh, because you can't you know grow the space if you don't have more space. So this is one one first element, and the second element is uh, yeah to to put up some uh, organization to talk about that and also uh, to make sure you have some breathing uh, moments uh, to avoid getting into conflict. You know sometimes. I after X years of marriage or partnership, you you uh, you don't really want to end up into conflicting situation. And when you're locked on in the same place, it, you need to have some free time to do to do the things you want, uh, not only together. And uh, this works also for the kids. So I think this is a, a yeah, fr- getting free time and getting enough physical space is also a very important element. Yeah. And, and Louise, let me come to you on that because uh, we did a great interview with you and your husband Jacob a while ago, um, and um, you're both um, extremely successful executives. And now you're both at home. Um, how are you guys dividing time with the kids and space in the house? Well, the thing with the teenagers, they actually don't want to see you too much. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. but I think uh, I think the space thing is is really an important thing because. Uh, we all need our space and, uh, you know, going to the office is also a personal space. Um, 
we are in that sense really lucky. We do have a lot of space in our house, and my son he has a skate ramp in our garden, so he can go outside and and you know he can go on the trampoline, he can work out on my teenagers, he can listen to music, play her cello, and all of that. And also our house is already geared so that both me and Jacob can work here without we having to disturb each other. And I do think that uh, shifting a little bit between you know if one is on the call, then the other one can help. You know if there's a question in the school uh, report that needs to be handed in, and and we are actually used to balancing then. So. I'm not really feeling that it's a big change, but I know that, uh, as you also mentioned, Stephanie, that the space is probably the biggest challenge. I mean, mm. we live in the city, or actually I live in, in outside the city, but many of our employees live in the city where you live in smaller apartments and you don't necessarily have the outdoor space and uh, sitting and working from home. I know Jasmine, um, who is uh, one of our marketing managers, her and her boyfriend, they had to divide because he's working very you know, focused with the tasks that he's doing. And Jasmine is like me on the, on the, on the calls all the time and, and thus make a lot of noise. So they actually changed their... Their, uh, bedroom into the meeting room and then the living room is where you have the focus room so you have to be a little bit creative but that is a challenge for sure yeah that that's funny i i get i have that feeling too because my husband and i we actually have two two apartments and we're usually never in the same one at the same time and now we are so <laughs> um but uh um so louise in communication with your your people so you said you're using slack i mean that's that's a great and um you got You have to be be aware of of like you said with the little kids because so do, does your do your employees know for example, you know who's got a who's got a two year old who's got a one year old who's got teenagers have you shared that because that really uh, that helps be respectful of the communication within the company within the team. Well, definitely. Um, and I think in that sense, also, we are in a lucky position in Mono because people actually uh, know each other pretty well, also from a personal perspective. We normally already have uh, events over the year for uh, holiday seasons, Christmas, etc., where people bring their family and the kids. And it's also OK if you bring your kid to, to, to the office one day. And we actually know all of us uh, who has kids and who don't have the kids. So yes, that compassion for your uh, colleagues is super important, but we also know what's the names of the other's kids. And we had another funny story because I mean, with all these um, video conferences, well, kids do appear, right? I don't know if you see the, <laughs> that course. clip on the, on the BBC, you know, with the news reporter and his kids is in the back. And, uh, and then uh, Sven, who is our COO, he has a little daughter, four years old, and he'd just been watching the night before Aladdin. And in there, there's Jasmine. And then Sven, he sits the next day with this video call with Jasmine and they're talking. And suddenly Nandi, she appears on the screen and she looks at Jasmine and like, Jasmine, are you a real princess? <laughs> and uh, it's just funny because we're just used to it. And the other day we were on a call, one of the kids were crying, the smaller kids, and everyone just has that understanding that, of course, hey, you just ring back in and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's stressful for the parents who have to deal with it. It's already stressful to be a parent with small kids, but it's an even bigger challenge. And that's also why... Um, as you know, a leader and you know, taking care of your employees and, and, and their health, mental health including, uh, we need to really also let them know and also speak up that it's okay to take a break. It's okay not to, don't feel bad, don't have a bad conscience just because you cannot attend in that moment, whatever, because this is, that is the situation we are all facing right now. Yeah. 
That's true. And I want to come back to that. I want to talk about, we're going to take a short break and when we come back, I want to, I want to talk about, you know, the mental health and what we have to do as leaders to make sure that, you know, we keep people and keep the communication and keep their mental health. Um, we'll talk about that when we get back. And also I'd like Louise to share some of the best practices she's hearing from her employees. And for our listeners, we are talking with Louise Lachman and Stephanie Verlich. Vilhak Mazin, and uh, Louise is the CEO and co-founder of Mono Solutions, a Danish-based company with offices in the U.S., and they are part of the Bauer Media Group. And Mono delivers ultimate white-label website builders and a suite of digital projects ser- serving small businesses at scale. And you can learn more about Mono by going to www.monosolutions.com, on Twitter at Monosolutions, and on LinkedIn under Mono-Solutions. And for Louise herself, you can reach out to her on LinkedIn under Louise Lachman. And for Stephanie, you can reach Stephanie at Stephanie at Cinda.com, on Twitter under Stephanie Verhelhack, and on LinkedIn also, and her website is swmconsult.com. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, uh, leadership and business expert. And you can reach me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com and under info at cinda.com. And this broadcast is being brought to you by Cinda Academy, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and search local search associations. Cinda has digital conferences, and they also have a large series of webinars on the Cinda Academy, and you can see the webinar from Stephanie and Louise on the Cinda Academy. So please download it there. And with that, we're going to be right back. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. We're on Alexa smart speakers and connected devices. Hey Alexa, play Being Here podcast on Apple Podcast. Try it now. <laughs> Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station. And today we're talking with Louise Lachman, CEO and co-founder of Mono Solutions, and Stephanie Verlhack mazan and she's a European legislative director for Cinda. And both are executive women um, with children at home and like the rest of us in the world, a little bit in lockdown now. And um, we're talking about how we handle how we handle the situation with family, children, and work. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start out with Steph um, about the mental situation because you know. We're handling this right now. It is quite stressful. Um, what can we, what can we do to try to relieve ourselves of some of the mental stress that's going on with all this? 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that uh, I think is very important, and Louise, you touched upon that when talking about the uh, talking about how your employees were super committed uh, in this uh, home office uh, situation, and they were even doing more, or they 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 were working more, and we all experienced that, you know, since the beginning of the situation that uh, we actually are putting more hours than <laughs> than we used to do on the on the on the work part. So I think it's very important to set the boundaries and and to to make it clear that you know when you're when you're not there and when you when you're taking some time uh, for the family or uh, for for your friends because it's important to keep some social uh, networking even if it's remote uh, then it's absolutely fine and this is part of uh, everybody's uh, uh, mental health and balance you know that uh, that we all have to keep all those parts active uh, in our uh, in our uh, body and state of mind at the moment, because uh, I think this is really uh, important, especially if the situation is going to last longer than we thought. So uh, setting some boundaries and making sure you keep some social networking outside also of the of the pure uh, work uh, and business situation is is important. And the second point is also to communicate with your kids. And of course, it depends if you have very small one they, it's very difficult for them to understand the situation and the time uh, lapse uh, differs if you have a three-year-old uh, who thinks tomorrow uh, is going to end up uh, then if you have a 15 or a, or a 14 year old who can understand you know the the implications and the situation uh, so I think this is very important to communicate to if you have older kids and to make sure that you know they they understand and they're ready to talk to you and also to make them fill out uh, and express uh, their their uh, feelings and uh, and uh, if they want to talk to you uh, as teenagers sometimes they don't but when they do you should uh, be ready to be open on that yeah yeah i mean louise um, that you brought that up in the begin the in the beginning of the show i mean your son must have been extremely disappointed um how how are you you know we see examples on the tv of of teenagers who are absolutely not dealing with this or parents are not dealing with this at all with the teenagers you know going up and having you know those who go out and have corona parties and then we see really great examples i was at the grocery store um this morning in Germany, where there was a, a family with a couple of teenagers who I could hear, you know, them saying, please, you know, keep the distance from people, respect people. Um, how are you how are you dealing with your with your children? So if we start with the teenagers, as I said, I mean, that was probably the worst message I could convey to her that she was not supposed to see any of her friends. And I think we took a much more pro strict approach than some of her friends. You know, they were allowed to see each other. And um, <clears throat> I think being part of Bauer Group, which is uh, the largest uh, privately owned media company in Europe and uh, thus also we get a lot of information about what's going on around the world, you know, understanding the... Uh, how serious it is, the situation we are in. So I was trying to net exactly to talk to her, like you said also, uh, Stephanie, that, I mean, they, they're not little kids, so they need to also get the uh, understanding and, and the perspective. And I think now 10 days later, she understands why we took such a drastic remedy, even if her friends were not there. And in Denmark, I can tell you that the Queen, for the first time, uh, addressed the, the, the Danish people and urged everyone out of her courtesy to each other um, to stay at home 
Mm-hmm. And especially also talking to the young people, because, of course, uh, young people by nature think a lot about themselves. It's, that's mm-hmm. how it is to be teenagers. Yes. Yeah. And then it's up to us as parents to really address and, and, and let them understand what, how serious it is. So we watch the news with our kids. We go through the facts with them. Um, our prime minister in Denmark has also done a really great job uh, speaking directly to the young people young generation and the kids on a, on, a, on a dedicated TV station for young uh, uh, children. The teachers are talking to the kids as well. We talk a lot. I mean, uh, yes, my son was super disappointed, but I actually think that he's even more worried about what does it mean to the world? I mean, mm-hmm. the way he translates, but mommy, what can I do if we can't go out? Can't we walk the dog then? And then, I mean, it's different ways they, they see these things, but you need to definitely address because that's the thing, you know, you always say smaller kids, smaller problem, bigger kids, bigger problems. It's not because it's the problem, it's just because you need to explain to them what really does it mean the situation we're in because they feel it a lot the isolation the social isolation i think is really really difficult for kids by by nature they're social mm. creatures right so of course yeah and stephanie you have so we kind of deal with the little ones or they really don't know what on the teenagers who we have to really talk to and 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 you have daphne she's nine that's kind of that difficult age because i, I know um i was supposed to take my nieces to Disney Paris this year um, in June, and I've said to my brother, kind of start to work them into the fact that this may not happen. How do you deal with that nine-year-old age? Yeah, yeah, it's a, as you say. I mean, it's a little bit in between, and uh, they're not that small, so they understand that uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's big. You know, they understand that this is not a joke and that this is not going to go over, be over in two days. Uh, but uh, they they don't see all the the hidden implications and uh, and uh, it's uh, you don't want also to uh, to tell them too much things or to show them images that mm-hmm. they are not supposed to to see at nine year old, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so it's kind of. Uh, so what what we've done so far is uh, is uh, uh, she has a very good teacher and they're having some you know video classes and so on where she they can see the friends and everybody works remote but they put the camera on and they share also tips and uh, and information uh, because also not all the kids have the same you know family background or uh, possibilities I mean uh, for example uh, some some uh, families don't have uh, three or four laptops, you know, mm. or, or uh, different phones and so on. So uh, we're getting a lot into this kind of a solidarity approach that uh, you need to share also with your friends and uh, you need to explain uh, if they don't understand, then you can do that remote or you can call them and so on. Uh, but uh, I'm a little bit worried about, you know, the length of time because at mm. the moment that's okay. But if this were to last longer and we know it's going to be, uh, yeah, we, we will probably need to figure out some uh, different uh, approaches. Yeah, yeah, approaches. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're getting towards the, the end of our show today. So I want to go back to Louise because you've done something really great in your company. Um, and, and you've um, uh, asked your employees themselves for some tips um, and how they're dealing with it. Can you share some of that with us? Definitely. And uh, I can also urge everyone to go onto our blog and then and have a read through them. But yes, um, I actually asked uh, for everyone to share what's their, you know, what, what works for them. Also, because we are different as people. It's not necessarily what works for me works for you and, and vice versa. So but the number one thing that came out from everyone's feedback is, you know, as I mentioned before, using video chat. 
um, that gives some kind of feeling that we are in the same room. And uh, uh, and I think we had, I don't know, uh, 37 people on a virtual Friday bar just before it. Uh, even the team in the U.S. I was like, what are you guys drinking over there? Because, I mean, it's early in the morning. So they were, they were, they were obviously having coffee. Um, but that's one thing. And I also mentioned earlier about updating your status because we talk about mental health. So and the importance of creating these boundaries for yourself. So normally in an office environment, you have a lunch break and you have breaks between the meetings and all this, but we can just work, 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 work. So it's up to ourselves to organize our time and make those boundaries. And one way of doing it is letting the world know that right now I'm actually uh, uh, busy. I have focus time or I'm having lunch or I'm out for a walk with my kids. So updating the status and letting everyone know. And then one thing that I think is very natural for young people, because they actually tend to, communicate a lot uh, on social media and texting and all that, but using emojis um, because, you know, the, the tone of voice in written language can come across really harsh. Um, and, and maybe that's not intention at all, but if you're busy and you just want a message to go out, just put an emoji. So, so then you will read it differently. Um, and then, um, one of our DevOps engineers, um, Stefanas, he said, try the Pomodoro technique, um, which is, uh, where you take one task and then you focus it for 25 minutes, and then you actually take a short break. So mm -hmm. depending on who you are, that might work for you, and depending what also job you're doing, because it depends. Some people are sitting and are working focused for many hours, and then, like myself, I jump from one meeting to the next meeting to the next meeting, and when I can get to actually get and attend to the emails and do focus work, it's in the night where the kids are anyway sleeping. So <laughs> different techniques are working for different, I think, uh, jobs. And then I think also very, very important, and this is, uh, again, naturally a natural part of our company with having teams uh, across the world, but uh, doing daily check-ins and daily stand-ups. So all our teams are doing that. Um, we have every Monday and all hands where everyone dials into uh, to teams. And uh, we had uh, the CEO of Bauer, uh, Fight, joining us on Monday, also to giving, you know, some security around uh, the situation we're in right now and how we support everyone because there's the everyday work, there's the family life, but what about the future as well? So, mm -hmm. so these things that people are thinking about. Um, so daily check-ins and stand-ups are important. Um, and then the thing about dedicated workplaces, don't mix up too much. Don't work in your couch if that's also where you mm -hmm. relax. So create zones uh, in, in, in your house. And, and, and it's, it's very much how we're told to do it uh, with our phones, right? Don't take them to yeah. your to your bed yeah. because this is a place where you sleep think about it the same way with the work i mean this is areas where you work and then you leave the room and then you know so or the table right. and then the last one that we or uh, the last two ones is take inspiration so sharing 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 uh, we actually created a <clears throat> a working from home slack channel where also people can share what they experience are you mentally feeling okay are you down are you up uh, you know, things that maybe it's not work-related and uh, where you can take inspiration or I'm actually every morning doing this exercise. That's really great. Uh, and sending a link to a specific yoga exercise or whatever. Um, and then the last thing, which is maybe not such a tip, but I think uh, now we talk about also parents. We all know that uh, that, that, that the things not always last forever, which is a good thing because sometimes things can be really, really difficult and challenging. Um, and as with parenting and small kids and uh, where you have kids crying all the time, it lasts for a while. And the same with this crisis we're in now. Um, it's good to see that in China that uh, things are not back to normal, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah. this is a temporary situation and we need to deal with this the best we can uh, in yeah. the meanwhile. 
So this great tips and great last words. And Stephanie, mm-hmm. one tip from you, if you have a tip for um, the parents and the, the professionals listening, what would that be? Yeah, I think it's it's gonna it would be you know the three major points would be to uh, uh, communicate uh, to communication organization and the last one is you know uh, face and uh, and uh, look uh, look positive to the future and uh, not convey as you said Louise uh, we we see some green light coming from uh, uh, from China and uh, we all have to stay united uh, behind that and uh, and uh, not not being negative because if you yeah. convey a negative message then uh, it spreads out right uh, yeah. in the company or in the family so yeah okay well um, thank you both so much for taking the time with me us today and for our listeners we have been talking to Louise Lachman and she's a CEO and co-founder of Mono Solutions a Danish based company with offices in the USA and around the world and they're part of the Bauer Media Group and Mono delivers ultimate white label website builders and a suite of digital products for serving small businesses at scale and helping small businesses be successful you can learn about Mono by going to www.monosolutions.com they're on Twitter under Mono Solutions and also on LinkedIn in under mono-solutions and if you want to reach out to Louise you can reach out to Louise Lachman and that's with a double end at the end and she's on LinkedIn and Stephanie is the European Legislative Director of CINDA and she's the owner of SWM Consult and you can reach out to Stephanie at stephanie at cinda.com. Stephanie is also on Twitter um, and Stephanie is also on LinkedIn and her website is www.swmconsult.com and I'm Kimberly Lewis, Leadership and Business Host and you can contact me with questions and comments at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to info at cinda.com and send me a mail. And this broadcast has been brought to you by Cinda Academy. And Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe. And Cinda has the Cinda Academy, which is available 24 hours a day. And if you'd like to learn more about what Stephanie and Louise just talked about, Go to Cinda Academy, and they have done a fantastic webinar also, and you can listen to the webinar for free. And for this broadcast, please tune in every Tuesday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you can't get us live, then download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And with that, I'd like to wish everyone stay safe, stay healthy, and please tune in to us again next week. Thank you again. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.